Welcome to Film Junkie Live. What's happening, everybody? How you doing? It's hump day. Let's get the humping. Huh? Hopefully you guys are doing good. Hopefully you guys are doing great. Let's talk some movie nerdy stuff. Yes, we got plenty to talk about tonight. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Do all that. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing all this, uh, all this shiza. How we doing out there? Hopefully you guys are having a good... Wednesday, already halfway through the week. Oh man, I get to see Dune Part 2 tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm going to see it tomorrow at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. my time, Pacific time. Cannot wait. I'm just like, ah. I wanted to see the early showing on Sunday, but sadly just didn't get around to that. But yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, everything should go smoothly tomorrow and I should be able to see it. So expect my first reaction review for Dune Part 2. To tomorrow evening. All right, how we doing out there? Let's see who's out there, huh? Got some couple people talking already. All right, what's going on? We got James Noel right here. What's going on? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain, you know. Can't complain. This uh, today was actually past couple of days actually have not been, you know, they've been pretty good, I should say. We got Jose Garcia. Dig the uh, the avatar there. Holy ho, shite. Finally about to catch with this live. Well, you should be pumped. Got plenty to talk about, man. What's going on for you, Jason? Good to see you, buddy. Hoy hoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. All right. Always great to see you, buddy. Always great to see you. We got Travis Tom Thomas right here. See, uh, W made, made for TV movie is what this looks like. Oh, is that what it looks like? Oh, so you've already seen footage, apparently. Okay. All right. So Travis right here has already seen footage from Superman Legacy, and apparently it's CW. It's CW made for TV, I guess. I don't know. Are you talking about The Crow? I think you're, are you talking about The Crow? I, I don't, I'm not sure. Sometimes I don't know because I get people that don't like, um, that don't like uh, what's going on with Superman Legacy in, uh, in the chat. So are you talking about The Crow or Superman Legacy? Because The Crow, I mean, who knows? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Eric Patterson, how you doing? And we got uh, Mr. Eric right here. So one of the DC Studio finalists is now at Netflix. Zach, be like, welcome to the club, right? Pretty interesting how that, it all become you know, full circle, first full circle. Max Wolf Knight, Danger. Hey, Dave, what up? I'm doing good. I must watch Dune 2. My thoughts on... Uh, uh, my thoughts on the movie, holy shit, this movie was fucking awesome, and that Crow movie reboot, picture, wow, looks like shit, wow, <laughs> seems like to be the consensus, what's going on, Eric Patterson, good to see ya, and of course, we got Jose, what is happening, yeah, it's been a little bit, been a little bit since I've seen ya, yeah, what up, yeah, wow, actress uh, movie praises that, I know, of course, that's just the way it's always gonna be, always gonna be like that, you know, what can you do? You know, everybody's going to do that. Be there at 3. Okay, so you're also seeing at 3 p.m. All right, cool, cool. There we go. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys uh, showing up right now and uh, talk shop. Yeah, we're going to talk about Superman. I mean, Superman's birthday tomorrow, so it's kind of interesting. I'm sure Gunn's going to post something. And, uh, yeah, um, there was, like, a video. I forgot to I, – I, there was so much to talk about on Monday's show that I forgot to talk about Rachel Brosnahan. Speaking about like, you know, the table read and the suit 
And, you know, we're all just anxiously awaiting that. And, you know, there's something interesting, too. Like, there's always been, there's been warning signs when it comes to, when it comes to Superman Legacy that, uh, warning signs, it sounds like it's, that sounds actually worse than, but there's always been hints about, you know, when it comes to Superman Legacy. And, yes, we're going to talk about those, those images from The Crow. Oh, man. And I watched The Crow, like, uh, you know, a couple weekends ago. And then after seeing these, oh, boy. And then we'll talk about the projections, the box office projections of Dune Part 2. And then, of course, yes, Dan Lin. Dan Lin now running the movie department when it comes to Netflix. So that's pretty interesting. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to the tweets. Huh? Let's get to the tweets. Oop, not that one. Hold on. Let me... Double check here. Let me get this going up right here. Forgot to pull up the YouTube window. Hold on. Give me a second here. All right, let's do that. Turn it down. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's an interesting trailer that's showing up right there. Okay. All right, we're good. Just get that live feed going. All right. Let's go ahead and get to it. We'll start off right here with uh you know something i'm very excited about when it comes to what's coming out this well not this is it this month no it's we're not in march quite yet we still have one more day because it's leap year but next month of course when it comes to uh ghostbusters uh ghostbusters the frozen empire we got some new images from ghostbusters empire and that's that's just evil and scary and if i was a kid i'd probably that that yeah that would probably give me nightmares right there i will say that when i, I remember seeing ghostbusters 2 as a kid and vigo gave me nightmares i was scared of vigo it took me a little bit to rewatch ghostbusters 2 as a kid because vigo scared me gozer didn't scare me none of that scared me but vigo definitely did and this this guy right here uh, tall, dark, and horny. I think that's what uh, Peter Vakeman says in the trailer. He was like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty one. And then this one right here looks... <laughs> I love this image because it's the OGs. You know, it's all... It's the OGs that are just like, you know, hey, there they are. But it, it, it looks... It does look ridiculous. It kind of does look ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, it, they're, they're posed pretty ridiculously, especially Janine. But, hey... There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's nostalgic. It's whatever, you know. So I'm not going to complain about it because I'm a big time Ghostbusters fan. And then we got this one right here of the new group right here. And something slimy is dripping from the ceiling right here. So, yeah, got everybody right there. The whole new crew right there that are looking at something. What's his name? Podcast. He's got like a why has he got like a. He's got a hammer. That's pretty interesting. So I'm wondering why he has that hammer. But yeah, just a couple of uh, from Total Film right there, just showing that. And then James Gunn posted this yesterday when it came to this awesome sequence right here that he worked with Weta VFX, showing this uh, one-shot fight scene, which is just an awesome scene. I don't, you know, I don't care what anybody says. It's a pretty damn good scene. It's probably the best scene in the movie. And to craft that and how much time it took with the stunt crew and the actors and everything like that took a long time. You know, of course, uh, the people that hate James Gunn say he just ripped off uh, Zack Snyder when it came to Sucker Punch. Because apparently there has there's only been one other scene like this, one other one shot scene that has a bunch of craziness. I remember seeing that. I was like, geez, what the heck? Come on, people. Come on. 
So here's this right here. So guys, okay, so guys, I'm going to say this right here. I got to say this right here, and I'm going to come back into, you know, full, full screen right here. So we got Comic-Con that, you know, past couple of years, I mean, Comic-Con's not the way it once was. I mean, it still brings in people, sure, but when it comes to things that are happening now, I mean, is Marvel would seem like they were kind of pulling away from Comic-Con and, you know, doing their whole thing when it came to D23, more of that because it's Disney and everything. But when it comes to DC, I mean, yes, they a couple of years ago, they tried with the whole Dwayne Johnson, Black Adam thing where he like came down in the costume. And I mean, it was it was cool, but it could have been a lot better because Zachary Levi was there and you could have did something when it came to that. But Dwayne Johnson didn't want to fight Shazam and that whole thing. But that's in the past. So when it comes to more announcements, when it comes to the DCU, why not bring DC fandom back? The first year was amazing. Mainly because we got the trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then, of course, the Batman teaser came out, too. So it was like everything was amazing when it came to DC fandom. So then people were like wondering, OK, so when it comes to this year and announcing more from James Gunn about the DCU, it's like, OK, can we get a little bit more? Um, can we get some more announcements at like Comic-Con or something else? Well, this is what James Gunn had to say. As David Zaslav said, you and Peter will announce more projects within, I guess, with, within, <laughs> within, uh, within a few months. So will you announce it at CDCC? Com I love how he put CDCC Comic-Con. So he basically said San Diego Comic-Con Comic-Con or via live video. And James Gunn said those are only two choices. Now do another DC fandom. I mean, if just just listen to the fans on what didn't work when it came to DC fandom and just do another DC fandom. There's things that didn't work. Yeah. Like some of the I don't know. They got it's they got to figure out like how to work it again, but I think they could actually bring it back because I think it was actually something pretty cool and I think DC fans really enjoyed it. So maybe they should do something. I don't know. Maybe they'll do something. Who knows? But that's what James Gunn had to say. And I was like, okay, please bring it back, Jimmy Guns. Bring it back. Bring it back. Um, all right. A couple of weeks ago, I talked a couple of weeks ago, I talked about uh the whole thing when it came to Roadhouse. When it came to Roadhouse, the Roadhouse remake, which, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it. It's gonna be on Amazon. And there's the whole thing, there was a whole stink about that. I guess Doug Lyman, the director, thought it was going to get a theatrical release. And so he was making a big stink that it wasn't getting a theatrical release. It was strictly going to be on Amazon Prime. So he decided, oh, I'm going to boycott. This is this is BS and blah, 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 blah. But then it came out that the contract specifically said that, hey, we will give you $60 million for the budget if you do a theatrical release, but we'll give you $85 million if it's going to be strictly on on streaming and then when talking about that i went all right it's going to be interesting to hear the response to this specifically from either doug lyman or jake gyllenhaal and now jake gyllenhaal has said something and guess what well this is what he had to say jake gyllenhaal says amazon was always clear that Roadhouse was for streaming after director slammed studio for skipping theatrical release. Uh-oh. So not even your star is backing you up there, Doug Lyman. 
Eesh, that's not good. But yeah, so <laughs> I was wondering that. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got right here. This is his quote right here. I adore Doug's tenacity. 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 I adore Doug's tenacity, and I think he is advocating for filmmakers and film in the cinema and theatrical releases. But I mean, Amazon was always clear that it was streaming. I just want as many people to see it as possible. So there you go. Jill Hall was like, ah, yeah, love you, man, but the contract was there. And let's make sure that everybody gets to see this thing. I think it was quite clear. So, so that clears that whole thing up. Now I'm kind of wondering what if Doug Lyman's going to say anything about it because when is this supposed to be coming out? When is this supposed to be coming out? I mean, it's coming out this month or next month, March 21st. So Doug Lyman's going to have to like say something maybe. I don't know. So yeesh. So I don't know. I don't know what's uh, going to happen with that. But there you go. Uh, what's going on, Shane? What's going on, Droga? Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. All right. Moving along. Oh, yeah. And then there's this right here. So we got, uh, hey, the. The podcast with two Lex Luthors. That's right. So it turns out Mr. Rosenbaum on his podcast inside of you, Nicholas Holt, is going to be showing up very soon. Um, it's going to be interesting to hear the conversation, of course. But naturally, Holt can only say so much. It's not like he could say a bunch of things. But, hey, they could talk Lex Luthor. So it's going to be interesting right there. So there you go, guys. We got uh, two Lex Luthors on a podcast. And we got a poster right here for Guy Ritchie's The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, which I'm looking forward to. And Jesus Christ, this Cavill, he, Cavill needs a winner because Argyle was not a winner for him. This one looks like a winner. I cannot wait. So there's that poster right there. Apparently, when it came to The Continental, you know, I haven't even watched it. I was going to watch it, but now I don't know if I want to watch it. The, you know, the John Wick spinoff, apparently, when it com comes to Ian McShane... He said it was a cash grab, and he nor Keanu Reeves were consulted on that series. So a lot of people didn't really like it. You know, I heard I didn't hear the greatest things about it. So we got some art right here from uh, from JS Comic Art doing some uh, Mr. Corn Sweat right there with the, uh, a you know, a certain variation of the Kingdom Come Superman logo. You know me, I always love, love to see art. And then this right here, just so good. So, I mean, come on. I, I This right here, I love this right here. And I, 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 I posted this everywhere. I posted it on my Instagram and everything. But this is from uh, Zippy X, XE Art. Zippy XE Art, if I'm saying that correctly. But here's a, uh, a cool little poster that shows, like, just the, the emblem, you know, in a very 3D, like, it looks like it's, like, carved out of stone or whatever, of Superman Legacy. Really like this. Because a lot of people... Always talk about like, yeah, you know, when it comes to the Superman legacy, not Superman legacy, but the Superman kingdom come emblem is like, oh yeah, but people won't notice it. It doesn't look like completely like an S. That looks like an S. I mean, it, it is pretty cool that you can just kind of blend it with the diamond, with the outside. I think this is really cool right here, to be honest. I don't know if they would actually put Legacy right there. They'd probably maybe put Legacy like down below or something like that. But this is really cool art right here. So I commend you. I commend you, Zip. 
This is really good. This is really good stuff. And follow him because he he does excellent work. But yes, it this um, you know this 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 poster gave me a little bit of a it got me half chubbed. I'll just say that. Too much information, right? Yeah, I know. Hey guys, so you know if you're struggling with money when it comes to the inflation that's happening in the economy that is the United States, and you're just kind of wondering what's the solution when it comes to groceries, just eat more fucking Kellogg's cereal. That's right. You know that's what um, the CEO of Kellogg said. He just said like, hey, just eat cereal for for dinner. That's right. Eat it for breakfast and dinner. You know. So as we get more poor, he gets more rich. And then we get more sick because the cereal is garbage and he just doesn't even eat that cereal because he knows it's garbage, but he gets rich from it. Yeah, that's the solution right there. Of course, he gets more rich. He's eating like, you know, cage-free, pasteurized, the quality eggs and whatever the hell or something like that. He's eating quality breakfast while, you know, we eat the garbage that has all the chemicals and all the shit like that and stuff like that. But not eat it once a day, eat it twice a day. You need to save money, right? You know, do that. Don't do that. In fact, don't eat cereal. <laughs> I've, I've gone on a spiel about this before. Cereal is bullshit. The, the fact of, like, I'm surprised, I mean, I'm not shocked of, like, why this country, <laughs> why the obesity is the way it is. I mean, I've talked about the, the breakfast choices, the breakfast Pop-Tarts, donuts, danishes, all this stuff, and just how terrible it is. I mean, it's all dessert. It's all just crappy dessert. It's crazy that this is, I mean, I, that's what I ate when I was a kid. I ate cereal. I ate Pop-Tarts. It is essentially just eating candy and garbage for breakfast. I can't even remember the last time I had cereal. I can't even remember the last time I had cereal. Who knows? I think I maybe like... The last time I had cereal, I just kind of like ate it out of the, the box. You know, I might have had the munchies and I just kind of just like did it like that. But Jesus Christ. But yeah, solution right there from, you know, the guy who's, uh, you know, rich as shit. <laughs> These people are so out of touch. They're so out of touch. But yeah, don't do that. You know, get some healthy, get, get some healthy eggs, some fruit, some something like that. I mean, you know, do something like that. Some healthy proteins. Do that. Just do that, man. Do that. Apparently, Warner Brothers is no longer pursuing a merger with Paramount. Womp, womp. That's right. They're not longer doing that. I mean, uh, is that working? Come on. That's uh, not working. Sorry, I have my stream deck finally working mainly, but apparently it's not working with some things. Ah, all right. Well, it's not working with that, apparently. Why is that button not working? Anyways, yeah, we've been wondering about Warner Brothers merging or being sold off to somebody. And, of course, when it comes to Paramount, that was one of the key players that was going to be in this whole thing. And just kind of be like, okay, maybe they're going to merge. And then, you know, we thought about, like, the whole Tom Cruise thing because signing Tom Cruise for an exclusive deal. He has a lot of movies over at Paramount, like his biggest movies, the Mission Impossible franchise, Tom, Top Gun. All that's over there. So it was like, all right. This kind of seems like a match made in heaven, but Paramount was like, eh, no, not looking good. Not looking good. So people are still kind of going like, well, maybe Universal Cup. I don't know. I don't think it's, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I'll talk about this more, of course, when it comes to the uh, members-only stream that happens after this. So if you uh, 
So if you want to be a member, become part of the uh, the members only stream. But yeah, who knows what's going to happen with this? You know, who's going to come around? Disney, Apple, Microsoft. Well, that'd be pretty crazy, right? All right. What else we got here? Wait a minute. Did I post that twice? That's weird. Why did that post twice? Oh, this thing's like messing up right now. Interesting. I don't know. All right. I was just like, what the hell? Uh, did you guys see this? Somebody got thrown under the bus by Rebecca Ferguson when she got interviewed about Dune Part 2. And a lot of people were wondering, who's this person? Who's this mystery actor that yelled at Rebecca Ferguson. Of course, we all love her because she's just, ah, Rebecca Ferguson, my God. So who hurt her? Who yelled at her? We all want his head or her. That's the thing. Everybody just automatically goes to him. Yeah, it most likely is, but we already automatically go to him. But this is something that she actually said in an interview talking about a certain actor that she uh, worked with. When do you think you've been proudest of using your own voice? I did a film with an absolute idiot of a co-star. And this human being was being so insecure and angry because this person couldn't get the scenes out. And I think I was so vulnerable and comfortable that I got screamed at and I would cry walking off set. This person would literally look at me in front of the whole crew and say, you call yourself an actor, this is what I have to work with. What, what is this? And I stood there just breaking, this happens. But because this person was number one on a call sheet, there was no safety net for me. So no one had my back. And I remember the next day I walked on and I said, you get off my set. This is the first time I've ever spoken. I remember being so scared. And I looked at this person and I said, you can F off. I'm going to work towards a tennis ball. I never want to see you again. And then I remember the producers came up and said, you can't do this to number one. We have to let this person be on set. And I said, but the person can turn around and I can act to the back head. Wow. And I did. I was so scared. I feel, I feel it now when yeah. I'm saying it. But from that moment, I have never let myself get to a point when I've got home and gone, what did I, why did that happen? Ooh. Release the name, Rebecca. Please, release. Release it. She's not going to do that. She's a professional. Of course not. And a lot of people were just kind of going like, hey, well, who could that possibly be? And when people were throwing out Tom Cruise, get the fuck out of here. Yes, Tom Cruise is a bit of a loony tune, but no, there's no way that that's the case. There's no way that that's the case because anytime you hear somebody talking about Tom Cruise, they talk about how professional, how nice he is. There's no way that it's actually Tom Cruise. And Dwayne Johnson was like, it wasn't me. What's that Shaggy, the Shaggy song? It wasn't me. And uh, Dwayne Johnson immediately, when he saw the tweet, he posted. He was like, "Oh, he's like, oh, let me respond to this and make sure." And what's and what's funny about this is I totally forgot about his Hercules movie and the fact that she was in it. That's how forgettable that movie was. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but man, you know. So he said. Hate seeing this, but love seeing her stand up to bullshit. Rebecca was my guardian angel sent from heaven on our set. I love that woman. I'd like to find out who did this. That's right. The Rock. Yeah, he's he's about to grab a microphone and flex and just yell at this person like he's in the ring. 
A lot of people are saying this could be Hugh Grant because apparently Hugh Grant has um, a background or a history of not being pleasurable to work with. But there was interviews that said that she raved about working with him. And they were talking about Matt, uh, Michael Fassbender as well. I mean, who knows? Who could it be? But then, of course, like I said, why are we always like assuming that it's a it's a guy? Could be a girl. Could be a female. I don't know. It's interesting, but maybe we'll never find out. But everybody was like trying to guess like who this was. It's like a mystery. Everybody's turning into Charlie Day and, you know, always sunny, just trying to figure out exactly who it is. But maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, guys. Who do you think? Who do you think Ferguson was talking about? You tell me. That was a mystery today. Mystery, mystery, mystery. Yep, oh, Tet, I see you posted a super chat, so let's see, super chat right there, hold on, let me get this up, okay, let's see, hey, hi Dave, could the Kingdom Come logo be one of many logos they had on people's nameplates? I hope the final logo is closer to the new 52. Well, two of the other actors also posted their nameplate, and it was different colors, but it was still the, the Kingdom Come logo. So, sure, I'll bring that up, too, because I know it was not just Isabella Merced. But thank you for the $5 Super Chat. Really appreciate it. Every little bit helps to help out the channel and everything. So, much appreciated. So, yeah, that's that's the thing, though. It was like somebody else actually did, too. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll bring that up because, you know, I want to talk more about that logo and stuff like that. But yeah, two other actors, I forgot which ones. I think it was uh, Maria that also posted, and I forgot who else. But there was two other people that posted, and on their nameplate still had that logo. So we'll get to that in a little bit. So uh, let's see. Of course, there was some uh, new uh, Ghostbusters. I mean, not only was there new Ghostbusters, new Ghostbusters up, like images, but there was also, you know, Slimer and the little mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men got individual posters too, which I thought was cool. Um, this movie right here, I saw the TV Glow from A24. Looks really good. Looks, it's A24. Looks very A24 and looks great. We got some more animation when it comes to Dustin Massey, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, his Batfleck, the animated series. So that's pretty sweet, too. And then we got this right here. <laughs> Did you get... Okay, so this was going around. This was crazy. And somebody, like, smoked some meth and decided to hit up ChatGPT to create a script or something when it comes to a Willy Wonka experience because somebody did that and they had to apologize for it because look at some of these images when it comes to the Willy Wonka experience that they put right here. This is just some of the images. Look at that. That is creepy. And then that's an Oompa Loompa right there. That looks like they're cooking some kind of crack, probably got fentanyl in it. And the creator of this had an issue in apology. Yeah, this is absolutely insane. I'm really shocked the event had fallen short of expectations of people on paper. My vision of the artistic rendition of a well-known book didn't come to fruition. For that, I'm absolutely, truly, and utterly sorry. This thing, apparently, it was talked about, and it said that it scared children just big time. Even though if you watch the original Willy Wonka, and I did a couple of weeks ago... I mean, come on. 
when they're going through that tunnel and he's all, yeah, I don't know where we're going, you know, I mean, that scares kids too, but this thing got really crazy. And there was actually more to it, even some of the people involved. It was like interesting to follow this. I saw that right. Hold on. Let me, let me search for more things of it. Yeah, there's some video of it. So basically right here. So here's some details when it comes so here's some details when it comes to this right here. Script was 15 pages of AI generated gibberish <laughs> made up a villain called the unknown. An evil chocolate maker who lives in the walls. So that's who that creepy guy that came out, out from behind that mirror. Event had no chocolate. Kids were given a single jelly bean and a cup of lemonade. Wow. That's the details right there. This thing, I mean, come on. What the hell was this thing? It's absolutely insane. So apologies were put out there. There's already memes. There's already drawings. I mean, it took the world by storm. It did. It totally did. And then, yeah, they called it like it was like a little bit of a meth lab. Like what, what, like, what the fuck? I mean, this is that unknown character right here. This is the unknown character right here. <laughs> like, what is that? Come on. <laughs> that kid was not scared. That kid was not scared at all when it came to this. But Jesus. That's what that was. So, yeah, there was like that whole thing that was happening. Good job. <laughs> yeah, this is why this, this is why. OK, it's like, yeah, we could fear AI, but sometimes sometimes AI. I mean, especially recently, if you've been seeing all the Google Gemini AI stuff. Yeah. AI. Eh, maybe it's we maybe well, we don't have to fear it as as much as we thought when it comes to generating things, scripts and whatnot. And I don't know. Whew. Weird, weird. Oh, yeah, and then what's what's up with this? Jesus Christ. Man, I mean, they're just remaking everything, and I had no idea this was actually going to be a thing. Do you guys remember Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? That's right, a movie that came out in the early 90s, which I watched a lot. I remember renting it a lot. And then, of course, anytime it was on HBO, I would watch it because I just liked those cheesy, weird teenage 90s movies and of course starred Christina Applegate but apparently yes they remade Don't Tell Mom The Babysitter's Dead what the fuck I cannot believe they actually did this and they did the trailer and then naturally of course it's you know uh, you know the crazy white lady showing up to you know babysit a black family so they had to you know reverse that a little bit you know that's the times we're in but hey that's that's what's going on there. And I'm like, I could not believe that. Like, what the? Ah. All right. <clears throat> Whatever. And then, yes, guys, if you've got any questions for Zack Snyder, Empire Magazine is going to be talking to him again about all kinds of things. So submit your questions and see if uh, they ask it to him. Uh, what else we got? We got some we got some art right here showing Jimmy Olsen when it comes to Skyler right there. That's pretty cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gets a release date. The sequel for Mutant Mayhem is coming out. Uh, well, you know, we're going to have to wait two and a half years. So, And then, yes, guys, uh, if I had a drink or something like that, I would raise it up right here. But we lost a comedy legend today at the age of uh, 76 years old, Mr. Richard Lewis, passed away today and yeah 
Apparently, I know, I think he had, I forgot exactly what he had. He was uh, fighting something, but uh, yeah, Parkinson's. He got Parkinson's. But uh, yeah, may he rest in peace because, you know, I mean, come on. This guy was, you, you watch the stand-up. He showed up in numerous TV sh- shows, uh, movies. He showed up in many movies. And, of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, yeah, definitely he's a, com- a, com- a comedy legend. And uh, may he rest in peace, Mr. Richard Lewis right here. Uh, we got Denai Villeneuve. Responding to Christopher Nolan talking about how I, I this is a comparison that I would have never Empire Strikes Back. Do myself, <laughs> I think it's a beautiful compliment because uh, Empire Strikes Back is by far my favorite uh, Star Wars movie. I think it's everybody's. Uh, so it's like uh, almost everybody that uh, uh, that was like uh, coming from Chris, uh, uh, incredible compliment. Incredible compliment right there. God, I can't wait for Dune Part Two. Oh, yeah. Remember these? Anybody? You know, if you were a 90s kid, these are the Batman Returns Happy Meal toys. I had all four of these. They were awesome. Remember, that was one of the things. It's like that's one of the reasons why Tim Burton didn't show up for, didn't direct, end up directing Batman, the third Batman movie, because, well, Batman Returns was a little too dark. But I had all three of these. I would say the Batmobile was the best one, and you can actually hit this button right here, and the front of it would, like, shoot out. So that was cool. But yeah, I had all of those. Got to collect them all. And then, hey, you potheads out there, chaos theory, life finds a way. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I saw this and I'm like, that's just, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're going to get a pipe, that's, that's a pipe right there. I mean, to have that, to have the mosquito that's stuck in the, uh, the hardened sap or the amber, my God. I was like, that's just way too cool. And then, of course, we got Villeneuve talking about, of course, setting up for, you know, Dune Messiah. More interviews with him. Of course, he's just promoting the shit out of it. Josh Brolin. Um, okay, so he keeps on getting asked. I mean, obviously, that's going to happen because he is currently right now promoting Dune Part 2, so naturally he's going to be asked about Deadpool and Wolverine. Is he going to show up as Cable again? And naturally he has to play coy, and right here he just says, I can't say anything, yes, no, maybe, think it's going to be a good movie. He should be in it because the joke is there. And you know what the joke it what it is. You know what joke I'm talking about. Is the fact of the matter is that he played Cable and he also played Thanos. And now that Fox and the MCU are now merging, you just have to have something there. Maybe there's going to be a brief little moment that should be just like a little battle, a little brief little something stupid. I don't know. Something. Ryan Reynolds and crew and Sean Levy, they could probably come up with something good. But, you know, I mean, the joke is there that you had literally had somebody play Cable and then who played Thanos, the big baddie in the MCU. So why not just have something? I don't know. Something? But make it work? Maybe he's not in it, though. I'm not trying to build up anything, but I just figured, like, hey, it's right there. Right there. But probably not going to happen. But, yeah, just have, like, a brief little moment. Cable versus Thanos. Oh, and then a lot of people were complaining about this. I forgot this was actually a thing. Totally forgot this was a thing. And I went, oh, yeah, that is a thing. And now they have a release date. And, you know, I, I, I'm kind of just like, I'm, in, I'm, I'm okay with it. 
but you know, I have a love for the original franchise and I kind of was like, all right, well, I think it could work because we desperately, desperately need parody films to come back and come back strong. So why not come back with the franchise that was the goat when it came to parody films? Naked Gun Reboot starring Liam Neeson will release on July 15th, 2025. Ha! Now, we don't know if the Zuckers are coming back. Maybe they are. I don't know. I would hope they are, but I don't know. Hopefully the Zuckers come back. But we got Seth MacFarlane right there. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm one of those where I'm like, okay, the original trilogy, because all three were fantastic. All three movies. Of course, the first one's always going to be the best. But at the same time, all three were, the, were great. But I'm okay with it because I'm like, all right, just use the name, use the franchise, get it back there. Liam Neeson has that dry kind of sense of humor like Liam Neeson did. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm actually okay with it just because I want a good parody film again because they don't make parody films like they did back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. They just don't make them like that. They don't make movies like that anymore. So bring it back. Please, just bring it back. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. That's all. I'm just begging for that. All right. So that's all when it comes to the tweets. Did we all, did anybody figure out, uh, anybody figure out exactly, uh, who Rebecca Ferguson is talking about? Apparently we got purple zombies right here that keeps on saying hi. <laughs> Stop saying hi. It's okay. Hi. Hi. Wonka backrooms. That's funny, Aaron. I've been actually like, <laughs> been. A, <laughs> that's funny, Aaron, right there. Uh, when you said uh, Aaron uh, Singh, when you said backrooms, I've actually been on a kick because anytime that I go on TikTok, it feeds me the 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 backrooms videos. I love those things. I never even heard about them before, but those videos are awesome. I mean, they're all like, you know, AI and whatever rendered generated. But yeah, they're talking about the back rooms of like, you know, the world and like guys going into the back rooms and creepy shit happens in there. Yeah, you're right. That's actually a good explanation when it comes to when it, when it comes to that Willy Wonka thing. But yeah, if you if you guys want to go down a rabbit hole of anything you just search for it search for the back rooms the videos about the back rooms creepy shit really cool shit i'm surprised there hasn't been a movie on it yet apparently there's just been like video games and like these short videos and stuff it's really cool it's actually really cool so check it out oh they're gonna remake everything don't worry hey what's going on raquel good to see you all right so let's talk about uh the main topic at hand Talk about the main topic at hand. Turn that off. All right, hold on. Let me turn. I got to add, add one right there. All right, there we go. Turn off that one. Superman's birthday is coming up. That's right. It is going to be February. February 29th is Superman's birthday. That's right. He was born on a leap year. Born on a leap year. And everybody's kind of wondering, is James Gunn going to post something in celebration of Superman's birthday, and it would probably be the perfect time to post the actual official logo for Superman Legacy. That's what I think you should do. Is he going to do that? Maybe not. Maybe he'll just post something just random and it'll be anticlimactic or something like that. But it would be a good time to be like, okay, it's already been, you've already been teasing this logo, so why not just post a logo on his freaking birthday? But what's crazy is he's been hinting at this forever. 
And people realize this. I mean, obviously he's been posting Kingdom Come stuff, but he actually posted the logo with not the black background, but the yellow background back in April of 2023. That's right. Right there. Everyone here is nice so far. And there's a logo with the yellow in the background, not the black in the background. Ah, jeez. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like, ah, we just thought, oh, he just likes the logo. But yeah, apparently he's already teased it. But why, why not just post it? Superman's birthday, just post it. Just might as well post the updated version. Get everybody hyped. He's got to post something. Why not just post it? But yeah, it was just like, really? He, he, this whole time? I mean, like that? That's crazy. And then, of course, you know, uh, I'm starting to like this logo a lot more. I didn't realize how great this logo was. I mean, I always thought it was cool, but now that I've seen so many different variations and arts, like I said, I showed that one from what's his name where that showed like the logo for the poster. I'm really starting to really like this logo and I, you know, I'm, I'm just really digging it and I'm hoping that it's going to be something like that, but you know, maybe tweak it a little bit. So it's a little bit different, but I think uh, maybe that's what they're going to do. But I just think, yes, birthday why not post it why not post it they're not he's not going to post the costume that would be insane if he actually posted the costume but i don't think that he should post the costume yet i think hold out for the costume i think we should probably hold out for the costume because why why do that now they're not even filming yet they're about to start filming they're probably starting to film tomorrow maybe that's what he'll post is just he'll post i, I he'll probably post something like the the page a pay, the first page of the script or something like that, and just have the logo on it. Might just have something like that. I don't know. Uh, but your guess is as good as mine. But he's, he's going to post something tomorrow. And I think it's just post a logo. Post a full-on logo. And uh, let's see. we got a couple like videos. Let me do this one first when it comes to uh, Barry. Let's, let's listen to Barry here. And talk, he, talked, he talked about the cable read. Or the cable read. The table read. I still got Deadpool and Josh Brolin on my brain. But uh, he posted about the table read right here. The guy is so brilliant. Talking about I'm, Nicholas Holt. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited for him. From one bald guy to another, you know, you know, albeit temporary. But, uh, yeah, he's going to crush it. I know it. Yeah, anything else you can tease about it? I can't tease too much, yeah. but I can say that we're all very excited about it. It's going to be something really special. And, uh, and yeah, just, you know, Amazing. that's all. My Amazing. lips are sealed. Yeah, I mean, they can only say so much. They can only say so much. You can only say so much about this stuff. Yeah, but there was something. It was something. It was something. And then, you know, he knows it's going to be something special. But uh, there was this video right here from uh, Mr. Miss, Mr. Miss Brosnahan, the the gorgeous miss brosnahan i mean she's just, she's gonna be yeah she's gonna be in it rachel brosnahan i mean come on she's gonna be i don't know she might be end up being the best lois lane and i know i shouldn't say that you know especially being you know big time of the snyder fan and how dare you say that blasphemy amy adams she'll never be topped okay i get that but i get that i get that but i always want the next version to be better and every filmmaker wants that too and when it comes to rachel brosnahan i think they just chose a, a really great fantastic actress to play lois lane just because just hearing interviews and everything i haven't seen too much 
on her acting and stuff like that, but it's just, just, just her, just, I don't know, just her energy, I guess you could say. But uh, here's her talking about the table read, and then, of course, the Superman legacy suit. Quick, Lois Lane. How did you prepare to play such a cinematic icon, so beloved? What did you do ahead of time? How are we going to feel about her? Oh God, well that question I can't answer. We haven't started shooting the movie yet, so I'm still preparing. Uh, I'm talking to some journalists, I'm reading a lot of comics. There's so many that I hadn't read before, and so it's been really fun just to dig into this universe. And we were just out in Atlanta, we did our first table read. I got to see the suit, and I was blown away. So I hope that, that the fans are as well. Quick, Lois Lane. It would have been funny if she was just like, you know what? It looks a little tight. It looks a little like, you know, I don't know. It's got the weird like underwear and the cape looks like kind of funny. And I don't want, you know, now, of course, she's not going to say that. Of course, she's going to be say she's blown away by it. Yes. But at the same time, I'm just like, Ugh. we're just anxiously awaiting it. But it's kind of cool that, she, you know, obviously, when it comes to screen tests, they probably had to do corn sweat was probably in the actual costume. And they did some, you know, some screen test kind of stuff, maybe or maybe he was just in Cavill's suit. I don't know. Maybe not. But maybe he, he just saw a picture because, you know, James Gunn probably got all kinds of pictures on his phone. Like I said, anybody who can hack, hack James Gunn's phone. Let's start leaking that shit. Just kidding. Don't actually do that. <clears throat> Where's the AI? Huh? Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't do that. But yeah, that's her just raving about that. But, uh, you know, again, it's like, I don't know. It's like we're going to just get the logo first. And we'll get the costume later. It's fine. Because we all know when the costume gets revealed on the internet, it's going to be a war zone. It's going to be a war zone. Get out your sword and your shield, your spear, put on your helmet. It's going to be a war zone. It's going to be crazy, you know, so be prepared, folks. Start working out. Start training now. Start training those fingers. Don't beat up your keyboard. There's going to be people that that there's going to be people that are going to hate it. They're going to they're they're going to, they're going to say the same thing. Oh, it looks like CW. Uh, you know, that's what everybody says. It's CW quality. You know, that's what's going to happen. That's always what happens. But why is that not working? Yeah, some of my stream deck buttons aren't working. I, I fixed the thing I thought earlier, but now some of the buttons aren't working. Jeez. All right, I think we're uh, done with that. Was there anything else I wanted to talk Superman Legacy? No, I think that's pretty much it. You know, we'll see. We'll see what else we get, so. <sighs> well... I was worried. I was worried about this movie because I watched the original Crow with Brandon Lee. It came out, what, 1995? I watched it you know, a couple weekends ago, late at night, too, and it was raining. It was perfect. It was a perfect way to watch the Crow. It was raining outside. I put it on at, like, almost midnight, you know? Poured myself a drink, and I was like, you know, I haven't watched the Crow in a while. And I remember even talking with people like about the Crow remake, and I was like, oh yeah, that's still a thing. Remember at one point, the remake was actually going to have Jason Momoa star as, as the main character, as, as Mr. Draven. Yes, he was going to actually have that. And that got fucked with. I don't know what happened with that, but we saw some test images, and he looked pretty cool, and it seemed like that was a good fit 
when it came to Jason Momoa, he actually, he looks like a rock star. And it seemed like that was going to be perfect, but that didn't happen. And then, of course, now it went over to somebody else and it went over to um, Bill Skarsgård in the first official images of the movie were released, and a lot of people, including me, went, yikes. Yikes. Oh, boy. Man, some of this stuff's not working. All right. There it is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Immediately, I was like, um, all right, well, My first thought was, what is going on with that hair? All right. Hey, good abs. All right. I'll give it that. Some good abs. A lot of tattoos. A lot of, uh, you know, and I immediately was going like, a lot of people are going to be comparing this to Jared Leto's Joker. And sure enough, that's exactly what they're doing. But yes, she's got tats everywhere, which is interesting. Some crosses right there. Looks like what a... Uh, whatchamacallit, uh, and then a face that uses one of his nipples as an eyeball, got a tombstone, got all kinds of things, and yeah, pretty dark, all right, cool, but I was like, ah, the makeup, not really looking too great either, looks like it's just his eyes that are dark, all right, and then what the fuck, (laughs) (laughs) ah, this looks, uh, yeah, she's, what? I don't know. This doesn't even look. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, they're trying to like, hey, these two love each other naturally. Uh, we know the story when it comes to all this. Uh, what does that say? Lullaby over his eyebrow. I mean, I mean, taking a page out of. I mean, David Ayer even tweeted this out with like the big googly eyes. Like, hey, so I'm gonna take it a page out of my book. And one of his sideburns is, uh, you know, it's uh, Chinese writing, okay, and then he's got a spider web right there. Maybe this is connected to uh, the Spider-Verse. He's a Madam Web fan. And then we got this right here. They're just around a fire. And this is uh, FKA Twigs. I don't even know who she is. I don't know who she is. She's a musician, apparently. But, um, yeah, I'm not digging the hair. The mullet, I'm not digging the mullet really at all. So, yeah. Hey, there's a little plug right there already when it comes to uh, Sam Adams. Good beer. Good beer. Why not? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the look. I'll give it a chance still. I'll be like, okay, I'll give it a chance. I will give it a chance. But uh, one thing, too, that th- people were pointing out, the director, the director of this movie. Now, let me, uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember exactly. Let me look at IMDb. I know what he, what his last movie was, but I can't remember what his name is currently, and I should have pulled that up. There we go. Uh, they already got the images right there. Who's the director again? What's his name? Yeah, that's right. Rupert Sanders. Rupert Sanders. Yeah, you probably haven't heard of him. Uh, maybe not. But, uh, I mean, he has directed the Foundation series, which a lot of people like, so there could be some hope right there. But he did do Ghosts in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell had potential. Of course, there was a lot of backlash because Scarlett Johansson starred in it, and they thought they, you know, they were like, whitewash, whitewash, and doing all that. But, you know, if you watch the anime Ghost in the Shell, and then you watch that movie, the translation wasn't fully there. I'm not saying it was totally bad, but it was just kind of like, eh, it just didn't quite capture the atmosphere of the anime. And when it comes to The Crow, again, back that first Crow, Alex Poyas, 
he captured that. He just captured that atmosphere so well. Just watch that movie. Even though it was made in 1995, that atmosphere is just caught. So it's just, it's, it's just a perfect atmosphere for the crow. And I don't see this movie capturing anything close to that, to be honest. Now I get it. It's modern day and they wanted to modernize it. Sure. So they changed the look, but I'm like, yeah, but still it's like, it, it just seems, seems a little too drastic to me, but again, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. But those images, I went, yikes. And a lot of people went, yikes. You know, I mean, it's not quite Sonic the Hedgehog, yikes, where they're going to be like, we better go back and change it all. That would be just absolutely insane. You can't do that. Not, you know, can't really do that with a live action person. But yeah, that was just kind of like shocking. And like I said, Give the nineteen the, the the first movie a watch and may Brandon Lee rest in peace. He just had a birthday recently. He nailed it. And god damn, the tone of that movie is what I said, I even tweeted it out. I'm like, the spawn movie should have followed suit. The spawn movie should have had the exact same tone as that movie. Kinda had a little bit of it, but it was all PG thirteen and too much visual effects and everything. But the spawn movie should have had that same tone. He also did Snow White and the Huntsman. So, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah. Woo-wee. That was uh, not the best feedback when it came to when it came to those images that I saw. Especially, I mean, I posted it on my Instagram. And, yeah, most people were just like, good God. Good God. And then people were posting some of those Jason Momoa photos. Let me see if they, they have those. Jason Momoa. If you guys remember, come on. Don't freeze. Don't lock up on me now. Jeez. Sorry, I searched. I don't know why. It's sometimes Twitter gets buggy. It's not my computer. It's actually Twitter that's buggy. Oh, that's right. There was an actual video. There was an actual video. That's right. I forgot there was an actual video, but this is the video of Momoa right here. That, I mean, come on. Chase. Chase. I mean, <laughs> he looks like a more beefed out freaking Bruce or uh, Brandon Lee. So it's like, okay. Yep. That sucks. That could have been something really cool. Kind of wonder what Jason Momoa is actually thinking about now when it comes to these images that came out. He's probably going, <laughs> yikes. Oh, boy. Yeah, what can he do? Kind of, you know, I wonder if Jason Momoa is going to say something about that, too. I wonder if Jason Momoa is going to comment about, like, what happened to his Crow movie. Dune Part 2 box office projections. Cha-ching! Hopefully, I was talking about this on Monday's Film Junkie Live. I was like, yes, the box office last weekend was crap. It was pure crap. It was one of the lowest ever, if not the lowest. And now we have, we're going into this weekend and judging by the sold out IMAX shows that happened on Sunday, the early shows, it seems like going into this weekend, it's looking pretty good. And yes, it is looking pretty good. I just hope that it's actually a little bit more. I do hope it's more, but uh, yeah, right now it's looking pretty, pretty good. Not too bad. 
It's doing part two week for exhibitors. And of course, talking about this industry is optimistic with projections ranging from 75 to 80 million. This is domestic right here. Opening in the U.S., 85 to 90 million, five day opening overseas and a strong 160 million to 170 million global opening. Almost half of 2021's Dune entire run in just five days. Judging by pre-sales specifically, of course, I can give you a spoiler that even those projections are still conservative. Wait for an overperformance, especially overseas. Please. Oh, did I go? Yeah. Please. Please. Let that be the case. So up to $170 million projected by pre-sales. That's looking good. That's looking good. Hopefully, hopefully, like what he said, they're being conservative. They're just going like, eh, we don't want to like, you know, shoot too high. Because sometimes that happens where they go, oh, it's projected for this. And then it ends up being lower. You always want to be lower. It's always better to project lower than higher. And hopefully, hopefully with all the good word of mouth that it actually is higher. And it, it almost touches that 200 million. And then the good word of mouth continues to give it momentum where it doesn't have a, a big second week drop and it ends up being one of the biggest movies of the year. That's what we hope for. Because the responses, man, I'm telling you, responses are just really good. People are just, you know, are just raving, absolutely raving about it. So can't wait. I'm seeing it tomorrow, three o'clock my time. So look forward to Look forward to uh, my first reaction review, and I'll probably do I'll probably do like a, a full-on review at the opening of Vodka Stream, like I did with Madam Web. Netflix, we got Netflix, and Scott Stuber, of course, stepped down from the film department head. He's gonna do go off and do his uh, own thing, which is great. You know, it did cause a little worry when it came to Zack Snyder fans and the Snyder fandom was the fact that Scott Stuber was a, a big champion of Zack when it came to him signing the deal with him and doing all the Rebel Moon stuff. And, you know, I mean, there's still a little worry when it comes to a lot of that because Rebel Moon, the first, you know, the 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 theatrical cut, I guess you could say, the PG-13 cut, wasn't as well received as a lot of people were hoping it would be. I enjoyed it, but uh, yes, I cannot wait for that director's R-rated cut, and I, you know, I can't wait to see the whole saga and see as much as we can. But they have now filled that position, and uh, it's a familiar name, of course, that we all were talking about probably, what, a year and a half ago? It seemed like it was a while ago. I don't even remember, but it was a while ago when people were wondering who was going to run DC Studios. Is it going to be Dwayne Johnson? No. Maybe it's going to be Dan Lin. And sure enough, that's who it is. Dan Lin tapped to replace Scott Stuber as Netflix film boss. Exclusive! The Rideback founder has worked, a producer, who has worked as a producer on the Sherlock Holmes, and of course, it and Lego movie franchises. Let's see. Dan Lin, the producer behind the Lego movies and the new live action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender, which a lot of people are enjoying, has been tapped as the new head of the film, uh, the obviously head of film for Netflix, as according to her source. Lin steps into the role vacated by Scott Stuber, who announced in January he would step down in March. Lin's name had been in the mix since the early days of headhunting and doing all that. 
Yeah, I mean, there's not much we could say right here. I mean, there was, like I said, in 2022, for example, he was in talks. 2022, crazy, it was that long ago. But yeah, 2022, felt like it was last year. But yeah, summer of 2022, he was in talks to oversee DC Film and TV at Warner Brothers, but those talks ultimately fell apart over questions about Rideback. Don't need to talk about more, but there you go. Dan Lin. I was like, oh my God, Dan Lin. That's pretty crazy. Now, naturally, you know, when it came to things, when it comes to the Snyder fandom, a lot of people like, uh, you know, I got responses in my mentions and everything that the fact that he did when he went on what Tatiana Segal's podcast, when he was in the running for being the head of DC Studios, or, you know, at least it wasn't called DC Studios at the time, but he did talk about the Snyder fandom and did call them Autobots compared them to Autobots and, you know, got a lot of those screenshots, saw a lot of those screenshots. I don't really give a shit. Again, I don't take offense being part of the Snyder fandom. I don't take offense when people talk about the Snyder fandom and talk about being toxic because I know I'm not one of them because I deal with those assholes too. That's the thing is I deal with those assholes and I know which assholes they're talking about. I know it's on me and it sucks that that small minority of the fandom makes the loudest noise that's usually with everything no matter what it's always the 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 loud minority always makes the most noise and a lot of you know the majority just keeps to themselves because we're sane we're sane people so when anybody says anything about that i mean you'll make comments about the you know obviously rolling stones talking about you know the snyder cut the release of Snyder cut bots and stuff like that. Sure. But yeah, when it comes to talking about the Snyder fandom specifically, I'm like, yeah, it's not me. It's not the people I associate with. It's not those people because it's always these certain people who also don't like me. And I'm like, okay, but at the same time, it's just kind of funny because you know, those people are very much in that little category that has that little hashtag called sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. And now that he's running things at Netflix. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think I don't don't think it's going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen now. I don't think that's, uh, you know, it wasn't going to happen in the first place. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm even talking about this. I mean, that was just a fucking, that's a, I mean, talk about a pipe dream. That's a fucking, that's, that's a sewer dream. I don't know. What do you want to call that? But it was just kind of funny. It's like, oh yeah, that's the guy. Okay, cool. I think, you know, Snyder's fine. He doesn't have a problem with Zack Snyder. You know, he had a problem with the fandom about it so but anyways it's whatever like i said i don't even really like to acknowledge that if you still want to tweet out that hashtag and and talk about that and whatever the hell fine keep on doing that it's totally fine but you know you know one of these days you just got to go outside (laughs) but hey dan lynn all right cool congratulations to him nope not that All right, let's go on to some Twitter questions, and then, of course, we'll get to the uh, members-only stream after this. If you guys want to join that, become a member, become part of the, the family, and you can pick my brain a little bit more. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, Eric, there's a lot of buzz on how Dan Lin may or may not feel towards Zach and the Snyderverse. I don't know what's true or not, but it really does call attention to how Dan and Zach will interact once Dan comes in. Again, he has no problem with Zach. It was the fandom. 
Everybody has problem with the, the loud minority of the fucking fandom. That's the issue. And even sometimes I'm like, when I see them, like if I scroll through the For You feed and I see them still defending BVS, it's like, we won, guys. We won. We got the Snyder cut out. You're still defending BVS. You guys are just embarrassing yourselves. Especially as the fate of WBD remains uncertain, wouldn't you say? Now, he's not going to have any issue with... He's not going to have any issue with Zach. He might joke like, man, you're fans, ha ha ha, or something like that, but I think it's going to be okay. Marcelo. Hey, Dave, does it... Uh, hey, Dave, does the fact that Dan Lin refused to run his own studio and be in charge of wealth of content like DC... He refused DC, but accepted... Oh, yeah, he did because of that whole thing, right? But accepted a job at Netflix says a lot about how unreliable DC is under WBD with Zaslav's current management. Um, I would say, like, they probably wanted 100% somebody to be running their DC studios. And if he was running another studio, it's like, oh, yeah, now you're, you're, you're double dipping. And now it's like, okay, okay, this... You got, you got a side gig. It wouldn't be one... The way I look at it... No, that has nothing to do with it. I think they wanted somebody who was going to just run it 100% and not have something else. You know, that's why they were like looking for somebody that would be there 100% because, yeah, that's what they need. And even Darkstar right here said that could be completely unrelated. It's really annoying how haters immediately jump to the negative. <laughs> that's what happens. It's what happens. And then we got uh, Devon Wooter right here. Dave, can you raise your glass for Ramona Fraden? She died on Sunday. Bruce Greenwald. Uh, Ramona Fra Fraden? I don't, who is that exactly? Somebody let me know who that is. I don't know who, I, who that exactly is. Um, Bruce uh, Greenwood would be a perfect Batman. Do you think you would know him from Star Trek 1 and 2 from the reboot? Yeah, and he voiced Batman in Under the Red Hood. And what's your uh, favorite scenes from Iron Man 1? Well, that's one of them. There's a lot of favorite scenes. I like when he's testing out all the equipment. Yeah, I still got to look and see who that is. Oh, oh, okay. So she created uh, Metamorpho. Okay, I remember seeing that too. So, yeah, cheers to her. That's right. I did see that she uh, she passed away. And I saw that, I think, Gunn and uh, Anthony Kerrigan, whatever his name is, he also um, paid some tribute to her, too. Mr. Nobody, it's kind of obvious and a little scripted that the people who worked on Superman will come out every now and then and say something so vague and positive. I mean, what do you expect? Personally, as long as there's no red trunks, I'm good. But to be honest, it's not a deal breaker. Need trailer. I mean, it's not scripted. They just can't say anything. And when they go to public events, they're obviously going to be asked about it. It's just the way it is. With Superman, The Crow, and Dune all being reboots, what's next? Matrix? Oof. Eventually, it'll probably happen. They do like titles that start with uh, the letter R. Matrix reboot? Well, they already did kind of that. They did, you know, they did Matrix Resurrection, I guess you could say. So it was kind of technically, I don't know. But it didn't do well, even though I enjoyed it. I like more original films like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. WBD needs to partner up with A24 where budget meets great story. I think that's what they're kind of trying to do as well. Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, when Matt Reeves is done with his Batman universe, we know he'll be part of the DCU with the first project being the Arkham show. 
But could we pro- possibly see Robert Pattinson also joining playing Condiment King since he has said is his favorite character? That would be hilarious if that happened. That would be absolutely hilarious. All of a sudden, he just stop, stops doing that and and he becomes Condiment King. <laughs> that would be absolutely ridiculous. It'd be funny. I would laugh. I definitely would laugh. So, but you know, whatever. That's not gonna happen. If they were mostly bots, wouldn't Rebel Moon have way more views? Keep in mind, the uh, Autobots are the heroes. Yeah, see, there you go. You could look at it like that. It's so sad. Many people who are a part of the fandom want to pretend there isn't a toxic side. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like there definitely is. There definitely is, and they're sadly the loud part of the fandom, and that's that's the sad part. And I, and I still see that, that they just jump on everything. I mean... There's misinformation. I mean, this is what I was talking about when it came to this whole scoops thing that happened on Monday. Like when I was talking about scoops and the whole Jurassic League scoop, it was just kind of like everybody was jumping on it because, and it was mainly mainly the people who were jumping on it are the people that don't like the fact that there's a new DCU and James Gunn's running it. And then there was even something today. There's even something today, and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, guys. I was just forgetting everything that everybody's just throwing out logic and throwing out everything that we learned in the last few years when it came to bullshit scoops and bullshit things just to rile up the fandom. But there was like a post today and I I saw it on bullshit fucking Twitter handles that was basically saying that, you know, that put it in a nice shiny little image and said that Alyssa uh, uh, Isabella Merced said that she blames toxic masculinity or dudes and everything for for uh, Madam Web and that you know she's you know James Gunn you know he's all about diversity and doing all this and blah blah. It came from a Facebook post, no source on the Facebook post, and that Facebook handle is known for putting out bullshit posts. But it doesn't matter because the fucking idiots that just want to shit on everything when it comes to DCU and James Gunn, they just take it to heart and use it as ammunition. And then they spread misinformation. And even people with fucking YouTube channels do it. It's like, stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. Stop it. Jesus Christ. Do some fucking research. It took like two seconds to realize that that was a bullshit quote. Two seconds, but no. Gotta get those clicks. Got to get those uh, impressions. Got to rile up Twitter and everything like that. Got to cause some mayhem. You assholes are turning into the people we were fucking fighting against back in 2015 and 2016. Oi. Congratulations, morons. Congratulations. <sighs> it's all good. Sometimes you just got to go off on it, you know? Ugh. Sometimes you just got to do that alright guys all done with the stream tonight make sure you subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell follow me on all the sock meds support uh, the Patreon uh, you know trying to put some stuff on there if you want to become a member like I said do it we're going to go into a members only stream right after this and you know we'll talk a little bit about a little bit more intimate I'll give you guys a little bit more stuff you know and whatever but uh, other than that I'll see you guys either tomorrow on the DC Fanimated stream Talking uh, World's Finest Part 3, the wrap-up of this little trilogy, which has been an awesome, um, been awesome to revisit that whole thing. Uh, other than that, I'll see you guys on Friday for the Vodka Stream. All right, members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Everybody else, I will talk to you later. Later.